now we welcome on a very special guest and a great friend of mine, regardless of his affinity with the city of Philadelphia. He bleeds Kelly Green, Zach Youssef. Welcome to the show. And you've got to be on top of the world right now. Yeah, I mean, thank you for welcoming me on the show. I'm happy to be here. I listen every episode and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy about today's trade. It kind of came out of nowhere and I was not expecting that at all. But can't really argue with uh, getting the amount of draft picks they did. And dude, this is perfect too, because we had been having this planned out for a, a few days. And like you said, yep. this popped up two hours, three hours before we're actually recording. This is going to work better. I, and like I was telling, like I was telling you on the call or on, on the phone, I, as soon as I found out about it, I texted you and me. I'm like, oh my God, they traded like half their first round picks away this year. <laughs> this is crazy. It's perfect timing, but that's for content for the show. So there we go. <laughs> You're absolutely right. But before we get into the trade, cause we're going to be hammering on that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You're kind of a weird oddball, just like Steven and I are, where we aren't fans of our hometown teams. So, yeah. again, to tell everybody at home, you are a Philadelphia Eagles fan, Northeast Ohio. That's where you and I met one another. Can you walk us through how you actually became an Eagles fan? Unfortunately, it's it's not that exciting of a story. It's, it's kind of funny, and it, it's really just a childhood story. So my dad was a Packers fan because he lived in Milwaukee for a period of time and he was growing and he was around when Brett Favre was a quarterback. And that's how I got into football watching him. But I wanted to march the beat of my own drum, I guess. And I just uh, I decided, you know what, I want my own team to root for. And I wasn't we didn't watch the Browns because he never watched the Browns. So the Browns weren't it. And honestly, I picked my I picked the Eagles because I loved the the uh, wing on the helmet and uh, I liked the jerseys and that's it. And I've just stuck with that, that my entire, my entire life going forward. And I've been an Eagles fan ever since. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then honestly, I fell in love with like a bunch of the players growing up and we'll get, we can get into that later, but yeah, I just, just liked the Eagles and I just kept it, kept it going from there. Go figure too, that it feels so like a common thread of fans like us that support people from other parts of the country, the Raiders were the same thing for me. They, the silver and the black, the uniforms yeah. sucks you in when you're a, like a little kid. Yeah, exactly. And I, then all I of a sudden you're there. A, <laughs> I think it was a, uh, it was a tie for me between, I don't know why I really like the Cardinals logo <laughs> and it was the Eagles. So I guess I got a thing for birds. So big bird guy. <laughs> um, that's, that's what I picked. Uh, but yeah, like, like you said, you fall in love with the team and honestly, the Raiders logo is pretty cool too. So gosh, well, you know what? That's fine. We got that out of the way. We know you're an Eagles fan and we joked about it already about how lucky this was for us, but let's just talk a little bit about that trade you guys made today. You gave up the 16th and 19th, but you get 18 back. You get a third next year's first 2024 second you had to be dancing around your house as soon as you saw that on your phone today. I had to, I had to really like look at, at the trade and be like, is, did we do anything else? Is there, are we giving up anything else? Because this, this, this just reeks of one team getting like way too desperate to do something for quarterback and Howie Roseman is all, all about that. And he, I mean, this was the thought going into the season. They didn't, no one really, none of the writers or, 
officials that I like follow who cover the Eagles, they really didn't think they'd make all three firsts this year. Cause that seems, especially this team is still building, but also we might have quarterback issue in a year or so, but you can't ask for anything more out of this trade. You really can't. I mean, that's, that's enough draft picks next year. And I mean, depending on what your thoughts are on the saints, I don't know if they're going to be too hot. It might, it, we might have some, real draft demo for next year and being and the funny thing is we actually still draft ahead of the saints in both of our picks we have 15 we draft ahead of them 18 we draft ahead of them in 19 so i'm i'm all for it and we still can draft this year we're not giving up anything in the future like in the future so this is can't ask for much more this is perfect now the second part of that is will we hit on the draft picks because that's that's ultimately what you have to do and what made this really interesting to me too is that it kind of gave that feeling that now it is official. If there was any doubt, Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy in 2022. He's going to have a real opportunity to cement himself as the franchise quarterback. But if it doesn't happen, you now have two first and a lot of ammunition to go up in a better quarterback class. This is so bad. It makes the Saints giving up so much to get to the mid round so much or middle of the first so much weirder. But this has got to be uh, an opportunity now to really give Jalen Hurts the wheels to the car. Now, I wanted to get your thought as a, an Eagles fan. Do you think that Jalen Hurts can be the guy? Or are you kind of more in that he's kind of a really good Band-Aid right now? My heart wants to say yes, because it's so easy to root for Hurts. He's such a, by all accounts, his team loves him. He's an extremely hardworking guy does not put a wrong foot forward. And honestly, he's just so easy to root for. And this guy's gone through a lot in college too, with being benched and then going to a different program, doing amazing, not being a first round pick, but I mean, going into the situation he did, he's just an easy guy to root for. My brain tells me he's not the, not the answer, but ultimately he could improve as a passer. He could, but I'm worried the amount he has to improve as a passer because as you saw last year, especially in the playoffs, you've run into a tough defense that's able to rush him out of the pocket, put him in a situation where he doesn't like it or moving to a different side that he doesn't like having to read multiple layers, go through your reads. He struggled with that. And let's just being honest. He wasn't an effective, like awesome passer all year. Great at running that's a huge threat and our running game was awesome because of it, but he needs to do a lot more with just passing in general and just being able to do better in that. Cause he is a quarterback. That's what it comes down to. But I hope, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope I look back at this and he proves me entirely wrong. And he is the guy going forward because <laughs> to the second point, we have all these first round picks. We can just keep building this team and he can just be, <laughs> he can just uh, reap the rewards from this, but I think the team is telling you what their thoughts are. They're, they're hedging big time by trading these picks away for next year. So, and it helps that he's, he's on a second round contract. He's not paid that much. So, and it sucks to talk in those terms because you love the player, but it's the way the NFL is. This 2021 season with the Eagles too, there were so many storylines and we joke about it, like personally where, the first like eight games of the year they had this belief that they were this like air raid offense and then just overnight 
they decided, hey, you know what? This Miles Sanders guy, he's pretty good. Maybe we can actually run behind these behemoths of an offensive line. And the Devontae Smith trades paying dividends too right now, where you actually got to move down and probably take the better of the two Alabama wide receivers. There's a real chance you guys can do something similar this year. And because that's where I'm really hoping or trying to give Jalen Hurts the benefit of the doubt that yeah. the wide receivers just simply outside of Devontae, it's a, like a, a running joke with the Philadelphia wide receivers. <laughs> I mean, I, I absolutely agree because, I mean, going into this year, who are our receivers? It was Jalen Rager, who I'm, well, I'm sure we can talk about more later. But, um, we have Jalen Rager, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, and Greg Ward. Those are our guys going in this year. And look at Devonta Smith. Look how well he did immediately. Just immediately thrust in a number one guy, and he was all that was advertised. I love that guy. He's awesome. He's, he's a beast. And Quez Watkins was a six-round pick, I think, one or two years ago. I believe two years ago. Mm-hmm. He actually played pretty well last year too. He's he's fast. He's not. I don't know. The team says he's a number two. I don't. I don't believe them when they say that. But he's he's another good piece. And now with Ertz traded too, we get to see Goddard for a full year, which is very exciting because Goddard's a beast too. He just he's been second string his whole career, which is crazy to say. But I mean. We're, I'm excited to see what he can do with a full year. But now, I mean, let's say we draft another receiver. There's really no – Jalen's got it all in front of him. There's no excuse. And also, I think with that, you need – you have to have higher expectations for the passing game too. Because, yeah, last year the receivers, they – if we have more weapons this year, we need more. Because we can't as – much, as much fun as it was last year running like we were, I don't think that's – we can't be that one-sided going into this year because teams are going to be prepared for that, I think. But Does that mean that in your mind 15 or 18 has to be a wide receiver or even maybe another tight end so you can go back to a little bit more 12 personnel? I hope to God not another tight end <laughs> only because I think it forces your team to play in that way. If you draft like a super high pick in that, in that spot and – that means your offense is just going to, you're playing with two tight ends, unless you have some, unless you have <laughs> Rob Gronkowski and like Aaron Hernandez or something like that. That's not, it's not really a model that's been done well. Um, I think 15 and 18, I think they're telling you what they're going to do. There was a rumor earlier in the year that a Calvin Ripley deal was pretty much agreed to with the Eagles. I think Jake Glazer came out with that. But then obviously his gambling thing, that that all went to the side. But I think the team is kind of telling you what they think. They want to improve at receiver. And I think they tried to go after some free agents. It didn't work. And obviously (laughs) Christian Kirk getting paid $150 million or whatever he did. It felt like it I mean, I think that limited the amount of opportunities they could. So I would be shocked if one of their first was not a receiver. Now, which one? I'm not sure, but I mean, Garrett Wilson would be cool. <laughs> I mean, him, Alave, Burks, any, any of them, that would be, that would be good. Good with me because all of those guys are beasts um, and we need another guy, a uh, receiver. The other pick, it's going to be defensive lineman. There's no way it's not. The Eagles have, the Eagles have That's a. so on brand. That's so They have brand. a. 
they will pick linemen no matter what high, which it's not, it's not fun, but it does establish a nice floor for your team. If you have a good offensive and defensive line, our defensive line was not good enough last year. So they need it. And it seems like there's a lot of good defensive ends and tackles kind of in the draft. So like in that area, I mean, I've seen us, we, we had a visit with Jordan Davis, which that would be a fun draft pick to make if he's there or another one of the guys like the FSU um, defensive end, um, Jermaine Johnson. Yes, sir. Someone like that. I think they really liked the Michigan guy before he got hurt, but. Oh, David um, Ajabo. Yeah. But who knows? I, th- but I have a feeling that's what it's going to be. I, I have a feeling receiver and probably defensive lineman, but. When you, you know how, how he is. And with eight teams in the NFL not having a first-round pick right now, it, it, there's nothing to really say that as we get closer, as teams get more desperate too, how he could be capable to make a move, whether to go up on draft day if a guy like Kyle Hamilton starts falling and you can really get that quarterback of the defense in him, or if perhaps the wide receivers start going a little run early, they either move up or say, hey, maybe we can go back down. It's just the nature of how he as – a GM, vice president, whatever you want to call his He's addicted to this. He just loves making trades. I think since he's become GM, he's made the most trades by like a very large amount. He just loves trades. I I think he's addicted to trades. He's one of us on Madden. He's a Madden player. Yeah, really. It makes makes for fun like off-season debates and stuff, but now he's got to hit these picks. Luckily, good start so far. Last year was a good draft, and Ever since the Carson Wentz trade, they've been operating with just lower amounts of draft picks, and they hadn't done that well on them ever since that. Um, but there's reason for optimism, especially last year's draft. But you're still holding your breath until you actually see it. I mentioned Kyle Hamilton before, and there's starting to be a little bit of smoke come out that because of that, and I say slow, I mean a four six forty he's going to start falling because people thought him that he could be as high as two in this draft. If he falls into that seven, eight, nine, ten 10 range, the Eagles, I mean, we've seen now in our lifetime when the Eagles are at their best, they have had a dominant safety on the back of that defense, whether it be Brian Dawkins or Malcolm Jenkins, this field there. Exactly. <laughs> That's your boy right there. Isn't he one of your all time favorite Eagles? Yes, I'd say defensive player-wise, he's probably one of the biggest reasons I'm an Eagles fan, just because that guy was a monster. And offensive, I would say Donovan McNabb. For as many like jokes and stuff, and never won the big one, he was still such a good quarterback for so long, and he does not get enough credit for playing with receiver. Like, you couldn't even – if I told you something like – Todd Pinkston, like James Thrash, Freddie Mitchell, like these just nobody hey, received. Freddie Mitchell slander here will not be tolerated. Hey, that fedora was too cool. Fourth and 26. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> but um I he's just one of my favorites of all time. Like Donovan's Donovan's great. Never won the big one, but I mean, we were always there with him. And he for so long was so good. Um but what was your question? What, what no, you're fine. I was just getting to if Hamilton does start falling, do you think that he's the guy that maybe Philadelphia is most in love with in this draft process that they just might not think he can they can get to? I 
hope. So I, if the, if he's on the board when the Eagles are selecting, I'm going to be very, very, very upset if they do not pick him because they have a lot about the Eagles. As I said earlier, like with their defensive line and offensive line, they have their set in their ways. They will always, always draft those guys. But linebacker and safety are the ones that, for whatever reason, they just do not want to allocate resources to at all. Here's here's a good fact. When do you think the last linebacker in the first round was picked by the Eagles? Like the first or the last time they made a first round selection of a linebacker? I couldn't. I don't think there's too many people that could probably count more than a handful of linebackers that have played on the Eagles in the last 20 years. Yeah, you're you would be right. <laughs> 1979. Oh, my God. So any mock draft you see with the Eagles picking the linebacker, you can just throw it in the garbage. <laughs> they're, not picking, they're not picking it. They're just not going to. I, and until they prove me wrong, I hope they do. Honestly, just for like being different. That would be great. Like, I, I would love to just see a linebacker, just how weird it would be because they've never done it. I don't think they will draft one high. Safety, I have a real hard time believing that they will too. If it's a trade-off, which I actually think it might be more likely after today because they did get an extra third that's another couple spots that they wanted to um, if they were trying to trade up. I think it's going to be a, a defensive end or tackle or potentially a corner. I think if Devonta Smith wasn't the pick last year, it was going to be certain or Horn, but those guys went early. So then that's when we got Smith not complaining about that at all, but I think that's where their heads at. And they also recently hold it, uh, held sauce Gardner for a visit, I think. So that's out of their range, but if he falls for whatever reason, I'd be all right with that. That would be fun. Um, sure. Well, but, I actually want to ask you real quick, sorry to interrupt you, but no, you're good. talking about Eagles linebackers, this has been at least a little bit of a different kind of off season for you guys. I know it's not the traditional like Mike linebackers are getting, but Kazir White got 140 tackles last year really was kind of the straw that stirred the drink in, in LA that nobody really talked about because of all the big name guys. But then you bring him in as well as Hassan Reddick, who there was a large market for him as well. So this defense, at least from a front seven perspective, looks really, really good right now. Looks a lot better. Looks a lot better compared to last year. Cause really like it sucked losing Brandon Graham so early in the year because well, he's not a high sack guy. He's just good at pretty much everything. He's good at run defense. He's good at rushing. And even though he doesn't put up the sacks, he always gets pressures and stuff. Losing him early was not, not ideal. Luckily, Josh Sweat was pretty good, but they needed more. Reddick is going to – I really liked Reddick as a signing. Just And also, he took number seven, which I love. I love that jersey number for him. That, that's going to be cool. He uh, – I think he's going to be a beast. He terrorized Jordan Mailata last year when we played the Panthers. So I'm happy he's on our team. He's good at what he does, getting after the quarterback, which is perfect. Because you're white also, he just became our best linebacker. So, of course, I like him. And it seems like Brandon Staley was pretty upset about him leaving. Yeah, those comments were tough. Yeah, he didn't get get as much money as I thought. Yeah. he seemed like a pretty ascending player that a lot of teams were like, for whatever reason, doesn't seem like a, a big, like run stopping guy, but he fits today's NFL good. So it's like coverage. Uh, 
spying on mobile quarterbacks, stuff like that, which we are desperate. Like we got gashed by tight ends all last year. We couldn't guard any of them. All of them had good games. So this is a good step in the right direction, but there's still holes all in a lot of pieces on defense. So I'm glad they didn't trade all these picks for a quarterback because the team is not ready for that at all. They're not a quarterback away. They're a quarterback and a defense away from <laughs> doing much. And that Kazir White contract that you were alluding to, how cheap he was, $3 million guaranteed with $2 million up more in incentives. That feels insane. And right. especially with the way the NFL is changing. I know he's kind of that tweener body. He's kind of got that safety build a little bit. But a guy that's been able to – I mean, the guy craves contact. And when you have that kind of a low-end deal, it makes potentially spending a little too much on Hassan Reddick perfectly okay. It balances out. Yeah. And now, I mean, this Eagles team on both sides of the ball, they have question marks. They have question marks at certain positions. But if they hit on them in this draft, there's no reason to believe that they shouldn't be the favorite in the NFC East. I mean, right now, where would you – what would your guess be going into the year? I know it's tough before the draft. How would you rank the teams in the NFC East? I'd say the Cowboys probably have – the Cowboys have the edge right now. Just – I need to see what we do in this draft before I can even say that only because I still think if we're playing the Cowboys, we can't guard most of their offense consistently. And I think that would be, that would be it for us. I think if we have a good draft, I think there's no reason why we can't win the division. I mean, you look at the giants, the giants have no money. They've paid all their money to these just free agents and like they're a rebuilding team already with all these content, they have no money to spend. So they're nothing. Maybe, maybe they'll be better in a year, but I don't think this year, Washington, I don't know if I need to say much. <laughs> they have their own things going on right now. They don't seem like realistic contenders this year. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Wentz decides to. Before it, we go too far, turn back the dial, but. You've got to tell us I, what are your thoughts on Carson Wentz before you go too much farther into that? I really feel bad for Carson Wentz to be entirely honest because he, his career, if he had not gotten injured and I feel like I, I say this a lot, he, it could have been a lot different because he was on a historic pace that 2017 season and to have, have an awesome career year, you're going to win the MVP, then you get hurt and then your backup goes in and finishes the job and wins the Super Bowl. No one remembers Wentz. Everyone remembers Foles from the Super Bowl. So it's just like that probably creates just so much, so much of a chip on your shoulder and also just what you kind of see now. Wentz does not settle for any small plays. He goes for the home run every single play. And I don't think I don't think he's ever going to change that. He just hasn't. He never does. And even after being with the Colts last year, they kind of reined it in, but it, he still has this propensity to just say, screw it. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to roll out of the pocket, throw it left-handed and <laughs> see, see what, see what, see what happens. But I, I hope he does well, honestly, now, not so much because he plays for a rival and it's, you see the same things with the Colts. Like, I don't think we did well by him by, I mean, we blew, like I said, we blew a lot of draft picks <laughs> building around him. We did a bad job of that, but I, I just don't think he's the most coachable guy. I don't, I just think he's stubborn and it's just, I think he is what it is at this point. He's not a bad quarterback, but 
he's too erratic to rely upon for long stretches without him going through a slump or just, you know, throwing a left-handed interception pick six <laughs> in your end zone. It's just, just crazy. It feels, I feel bad because I don't want to keep piling on to Carson Wentz, but I think it also does say a little bit about a player too, when you are at a new place, three straight years, especially as the face of a franchise and to have what happened, uh, well, with the Colts, you have their owner come out even and talk about, hey, wasn't our guy, this was a mistake. And when you hear an owner use the word mistake, they never do that. It's always, it's yeah, it's like, oh, well, things didn't work out. Like you kind of like twist it around, you, you toe around mistake. When you say it, it kind of gives that feeling that something was wrong, whether it be on his end or the team end. Right, and I, I think if, if the coachability things and, you know, some of the things that happened in Philly were cleared up with the Colts, then maybe that was just a one-off situation. But you saw the same, like, like you said, the owner came out, they were worried about his lack of leadership. And it's like, that's kind of the same thing you heard the last stop. So how is that going to change this time? Maybe, maybe he will change. Maybe he will, but he didn't even like, Frank Reich was supposed to be the guy to turn him around, to get into his head, to be the bounce back. And he did, but look where they're at. I mean, they already shipped him out. So if that's who you want to guess on after he's just with his like buddy, buddy head coach, then I don't know. It's just feel bad for him. I, I, I do, but not anymore because he plays for the commanders and we're not rooting for them. Speaking of the commanders though, and I will be done on Carson Wentz after this too, but you go from a place that just won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia with feels like probably the healthiest the Eagles culture had been in our lifetime, at least back to the Andy Reid days. And then you go, yeah, and then you go to Indianapolis where, again, they have an established offensive line. It was a good team all around. It felt healthy. And now he's going to one of the most toxic environments in the NFL. It's weird or it's impossible for me to be just like, oh, this is where he's going to have these mental growths and these steps. I don't see it. Right. Yeah. I don't either. I, I, I don't think it will happen. And honestly, like you can't name a worse, in my opinion, a worse situation right now, because there is just way too much going on with Washington right now to be taken any sort of seriously, especially with the most recent update with their revenue share. <laughs> them hiding the be, revenue that share must money. have been devastating for you. You want Dan Snyder to be the, the owner of the commanders forever. You don't want a chance that he gets kicked at out. Fir- at first I was kind of like, you laugh at how ridiculous this is. Cause it's like, you're like, he's committing open fraud. Yes. Just, <laughs> and he runs an NFL franchise. But now it's like, now you're thinking about it. It's like, this is probably going to be the final straw. Like they have to get him out of the NFL. If this is any, any, we're close to true, not even talking about like the cheerleaders, like all that stuff. This guy's got to be gone soon, which isn't good for me because he's been, I mean, I think he's a great owner. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. <laughs> exactly. He's probably Philadelphia's favorite owner in sports right now. So it won, at least for your sake, you know, because the way the NFL is, there'll be 14 NFC East primetime games again next year because they're in love putting them on. But you guys will get like a Thanksgiving night game where you guys host Carson Wentz in a comeback. And the storylines up to it are going to be so much fun. It's going to be so dramatic. And also like, I'm already preparing myself either for Carson Wentz having the game of his life or he just 
throws four interceptions and it's just it's it's just a bloodbath which <laughs> i i don't know which one we're gonna see flip a coin we can see either of them but well, you get probably one in one well you'll just alternate yeah, probably the games. Both. <laughs> yeah probably but probably a little bit of both a splattering <laughs> of everything <laughs> no kidding god well i wanted to bring up one more thing before i get into a little speed round and then any other questions you might have too but malcolm jenkins he hung it up last week and yes, the guy was a very good saint, but he really buttered his bread with the Eagles. But I feel like outside of Philadelphia and Eagles fans, he was very overshadowed on that Super Bowl run by the names of Jason Kelsey, the Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Nick Foles, like you mentioned too. What is his lasting legacy going to be to you? Because it feels like he was, again, the heart and soul of that defense. For me, if Brian Dawkins wasn't a player for the Eagles, he'd be one of the he would be the, the best safety we've had and one of the best I've seen in my lifetime. I think what's crazy about him is he was a Chip Kelly signing, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. One of the few Chip Kelly signings that actually worked. And at the time it was between him and I'm gonna pronounce his name wrong, Jarris Bird. That sounds good to me. Go for it. Yeah. And who who was a, he was a beast. I wanted him signed with the Eagles so bad. He ends up going to, I don't know, whatever team he ends up tearing his meniscus and is awful, but he signed a huge contract. We signed Jenkins for three years, like 12, 12 million, which is nothing. And he goes on and it's just, he starts like every game for us. He starts as a safety. Then he moves down to like nickel. Then he goes, he played like during his last couple of years when he wasn't as fast, he, he was playing linebacker for us. He, he was the linebacker. He was just a beast. And he, he was just such a good player. And I feel like he's always going to be not a high level of recognition by, like you said, anyone outside of the Eagles, but like he was a rock on defense. Our defense would have been so bad. And we, uh, the Eagles don't want to support without him. He's just, they don't, but he has to be one of the better Eagles of the past 20 years. Like he's just, I, he's just a beast. And I was sad to see him go. I was sad they cut him, but I mean, just an awesome player. I, I love the guy and it was cool to see his career kind of turn around. Cause I believe he was drafted as a corner. It didn't work, moved to safety and boom, he's a beast. Yeah. And you guys, it felt like really timed it up on both ends because his best years were in Philadelphia. I think all three of his pro bowls were with Philadelphia. So even though, I think a lot of people remind or like remember him as a saint, but it's not in my eyes, at least justified, especially because of your point, his contribution to that Super Bowl team. Oh, now yeah. I did want to do just a quick speed round of my yeah. five quick questions for you. And then I'll throw it over to you. Anything you want to plug, anything you want to ask, anything you want to say at all. I don't care, but all right. Speed round. Do we see the identity crisis Eagle again next year, or are they going to be committed to running the ball? I think they're going to have a still good commitment to running the ball, but just based on what everyone's saying, the coach GM, I think they want to pass the ball more. They have, they have to, because they were running at a, a rate that's just unsustainable. They were barely passing it. I think they want to, and I think they ha- they're going to be forced to, to be determined if they're going to be able to do it successfully. And that's, that's kind of where we circle back to Jalen Hurts. And is he, he is he the guy, can he do this? Can he, like he needs to be put in situations where 
he's got to he's got to succeed when maybe not everything is going well around him, especially the running game. We'll see. I think they're going to try, but to be determined if uh, <laughs> if they stick with it. On a scale of one to ten, how excited are you to see the Kelly Greens come back? Ten out of ten, easily. That was I'm 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 a sucker. I don't care if they're bringing these jerseys back. <laughs> like uh, just to, just to get the fans excited, it worked. I love these. These are fantastic jerseys. I'm so excited. They need to be worn like three or four times a year, by the way. A hundred percent. They're the best Eagles uniforms ever. The fact that they ever went away from them, it still bothers me, but that's fine. Yep. <laughs> best. I agree. No. What is your favorite non-Super Bowl memory of the Philadelphia Eagles for you? I would say one of the best games I've seen was definitely the snowball a few, uh, it was more than a few years ago at this point, but they played in Detroit or Philly. I don't actually know. They played in Philly and it was just a downpour of snow. There was like multiple inches of snow that game. And it was just running the football. And I think LaShawn McCoy was the running back at that time. They had like 200 yards rushing. And that was wild to see like just all, all like this. It's just like pure football and it's like best, just, Crazy running, no passing, just running the football in the snow. That was pretty cool. That was that was a cool moment. There are quite a few that I'm probably not remembering. Maybe more bad than good, but. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, too, I, I mean, you're talking about LaShawn McCoy, who's probably the best snow bowl, snow, snow game player in the history of the NFL, always seemed to have those giant games. And then I had to ask this. This is more of a personal one. Sheets or Wawa? I'd have to say. I have to say sheets. Good man. I was about yeah, to kick you off. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I did. you got to go sheets. I don't think you see so many bad things about Wawa too. I feel like it's not that universally like it. it is, but I feel like I see a lot of hate for it too. I don't know about you, but. Well, I mean, I, I'm probably part of the problem because if I see anything anti-Wawa I'm definitely plugging it out there I'll tell I'll lie people to their face say that they've found like a toe in in a chili there I don't care I will do anything to take Wawa down yeah no uh but hey Zach first of all thank you so much for coming on but hey thanks for having me of course dude this ain't gonna be the only time either anytime Eagle stuff's been gonna gonna happen we're probably gonna be giving you a call but do you have anything else for us? Questions, anything you want to plug, anything you want to say at all? Question for you. Can we get a temperature check? Uh, how are we feeling about the Raiders? It's it's so not I, good. It's not good because <laughs> I'm buying in. I'm buying in, which is the worst possible Oh, you know what? I almost completely forgot. Just more proof for you. People at home, I got a story for you. So, Zach and I knew each other from Walsh Jesuit. We were all friends. With, if you guys watched last week, David Clayman, Northeast Ohio, we all went to school together. After I moved to Wisconsin, my boy Namdi Asamoa goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I already had his jersey. And I don't even think I got to wear it in a game yet or during a game. Like, I was so disgusted. That was when the Eagles were making that super team. I'm like, you know what, Zach? This is the your dream now. team. The, the dream, dream team. <laughs> Good point. That's fair. It was the dream team. Apologies. But I'm like, you know what? I'm sick of it. I can't do it. I, at this point, I obviously hate Philadelphia. I'm like, you have the jersey. So, yeah, even though it's basically a child's medium, I still <laughs> have this, and it's got your name on it whenever I see you. So, you've got to remind me, but this is yours right here. I will I will take it in a heartbeat. That That – his jersey is just – 
it's just so emblematic of that team and just, oh my God, I was so excited for him to join the team. And then just that whole season was just, I think we finished like 500 and he was awful that year. He, I don't think he played well at all his entire Eagles tenure. Then you see like the rumors coming out. He would eat lunch alone in his car. Like he wouldn't even try to be like friends with any of the teammates. It's like, it's like you okay. feel yep. bad for him almost a little bit you do that. you do but it's like oh my lord like this is this is what happens when you think building a franchise is like madden where you just sign all assign all the players you want and trade for whoever you want and then it just it doesn't work no no but it i will gladly take that jersey uh <laughs> as uh as a token of that fun time the oh, dream absolutely. Team. dude i still have my jamarcus russell and antonio brown raiders jerseys <laughs> And I don't know why at this point, other than to just say I still have them. So you need one too. I'll get this for you. And then you can really join our Jersey graveyard pile right here. Well, now, now, uh, should I get a JJ Ortega Whiteside jersey too, <laughs> or a Jalen Rager? I think Jalen Rager might be more, uh, might be more effective for the message. But, uh, <laughs> well, hey, don't forget Nelson Aguilar's elite. We really appreciated you sending him our way. He's the man. <laughs> You don't drop uh, passes hey, for us. I tell you that much. He had one good year when it counted. And then ever since then, for us at least, and then it was just all the shit. But hey, he did well for the Raiders and he did pretty well for the Patriots too. So mm -hmm. maybe it's just Philly. I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh, well, we can only hope. Yeah. But Zach, again, anything else you got for us? Nope, I got nothing. This You're the man, Zach. Thank this you. was fun. Yeah. But Thank you for having me on. This was fun. Absolutely. Next time we'll make sure Steven's here. I know he'll probably want to talk about that fourth and 26 play with you too. That'll be a lot of fun. That fourth and 26 play. If I ever mention it to my dad, he a grimace on his face. Cause I was watching that game with him. And I, as a little kid, I, I was just like, Oh yeah, he got the first down. And my dad was just like seething angry. He's just like, you've <laughs> got to be kidding me. Well, like when we were at that age, you know, fourth and 26, we were playing Madden. And at that age, we're probably playing on like pro or something yeah. like that. So fourth and 26 is nothing. Like, yeah. Yeah. why is everybody making such a big deal out of it? And <laughs> then you like look back now and you're like, oh my God, poor Green Bay, poor Packer yeah. fans. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> well. On behalf of both Steven and I, you're the man, Zach. We'll definitely have you back on. And I hate to say it, but good luck to your Eagles this year. Hey, good luck to the Raiders too. Thank you. It was fun. Let's do this again.